Welcome back, y'all, to another exciting episode of the Out of You NBA show. It's been a while since our last episode. The NBA postseason has been phenomenal, so we have so much to talk about. So let's get right into the show. this episode on Monday, May the 15th at 11.40 a.m. Pacific time. Tomorrow will be the first game of the Western Conference Finals. Then to follow, we will have game one on Wednesday of the Eastern Conference Finals where the Miami Heat will be taking on the Boston Celtics. So it's an exciting time in NBA postseason basketball. I want to start off first with the Lakers and the Denver Nuggets preview of what's to come tomorrow night. I'm extremely excited for that matchup. But before I do dive a little into that matchup, I want to talk about how impressed I am with both teams, the Denver Nuggets and the Los Angeles Lakers. I have to admit that I was completely wrong on the Denver Nuggets when the postseason initially started. The two teams that I had that I I thought would come out in the Western Conference were the Los Angeles Clippers or the Phoenix Suns. I thought whoever were to win that series would come out. Um, I picked the Phoenix Suns to defeat the Los Angeles Clippers. The Phoenix Suns were able to do that. Uh, I think the Los Angeles Clippers, that series probably would have went a little differently if Kawhi Leonard and Paul George were both available. Kawhi Leonard towards meniscus midway through the series and the season and the series just kind of just plummeted for the Los Angeles Clippers. So they weren't able to give their best shot against the Los Angeles Clippers. The Phoenix Suns, they looked a little shaky in that series, even though Kawhi Leonard uh, missed a significant amount of games. But ultimately, they were able to come out on top in that series and advance to the next round to play the Denver Nuggets. In that series against the Denver Nuggets, the Denver Nuggets gave Phoenix Suns the business. Offensively, the Denver Nuggets were phenomenal. Jokic played really great. Um, he had a 50-point game, which was really impressive to see him just score the ball the way he was able to do it. He was also did what he usually does uh, with his passing. He was passing phenomenally. Jamal Murray had some really good games. Their whole team, in totality, played really well offensively. Defensively, they've taken a jump since the postseason has started. So you like everything that you're seeing from the Denver Nuggets. They're playing phenomenal basketball. I must say that I am impressed. I know that I shouldn't be, considering they were first in the Western Conference for a majority of the season, but it's still quite impressive to see them play great offense and defense, which I was really scared, and I wasn't really confident that they had the ability to do so. Kudos to the Denver Nuggets. They're playing phenomenal basketball. I could say the same with the Los Angeles Lakers been playing phenomenal after the the start that they got off to the season, a two and ten start. They didn't have really a lot of continuity. They didn't really have the best team construct. And after trading Westbrook and acquiring a couple other guys, they've been able to turn their season around. So uh, the Los Angeles Lakers, I wasn't really surprised that they were able to beat the Memphis Grizzlies. I thought that they had an experienced team and they had the size and they had the the tools that were needed to beat the Memphis Grizzlies. I thought the Grizzlies were a little bit overrated. The Golden State Warriors series, I, it was really hard to predict that one. I was really able to see it go 
goes both ways. But after game one, I kind of had a sort of indication that that the Los Angeles Lakers would, would be able to come out on top of that series. Their sides really bothered the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors, offensively, they were kind of a little too reliant on Stephen Curry. And we know that Curry can only do so much. Uh, the Lakers were able to kind of bother him with uh, defensively. They're able to kind of put some sides on him. Dennis Shoulder was a pest. So the Lakers were able to take care of business in that series. They were able to defeat the Golden State Warriors in six games. So that was really impressive by the Los Angeles Lakers. I don't think anyone really picked them to be in the conference finals. And now they really have a really good chance of possibly advancing to the NBA finals. What what I'm scared about for the Los Angeles Lakers with this series is just, can Anthony Davis hold up, okay? Uh, we've seen it over the last two, the previous two series, that he's been a little inconsistent. One game he plays phenomenal, the other game he plays terrible. And I think it's not really surprising. I think the the year that they won that, that ring in the bubble, this is kind of the same Anthony Davis that that you'd see. He would always have a great bounce back game after struggling one game. It's not surprising, but they're going to need him to be a lot more consistent in this series. The Golden State Warriors didn't have the size to really be able to deal with him, and that's going to be completely different with the Denver Nuggets. They have the size to deal with him. They have the athleticism to deal with him. They have a number of players that they can actually throw at Anthony Davis. They could throw Aaron Gordon, Jeff Green, and they can even throw even smaller players to kind of just get under him and uh, be a pest to him defensively. So it's going to be a challenge for them. Anthony Davis more than likely will have to guard Jokic. So that's going to be a, be a big challenge for him that he's actually going to have to guard someone offensively. So Jokic is going to put a lot of pressure on him uh, offensively. Anthony Davis is going to have to play phenomenal defense. And he and he has played phenomenal defense throughout this postseason. But it's going to be a lot different. It's not going to be help side defense. He's going to have to guard, play great defense on the ball. And um, they're going to ask, the Lakers are going to need a lot from him in this series. He's going to have to bring it on both ends of the floor. And because he's more than likely going to have to guard Jokic uh, throughout the game, he's going to have to be engaged from start to finish. So it's a look. It's going to be a big ask for Anthony Davis, but if the Lakers have any chance of coming out on top in the series, they're going to need him to do, they're going to need him to do a lot. Another concern I do have with the Los Angeles Lakers is LeBron James. I don't think it's more of a concern, but he's probably going to need to just, just kind of just take his game to another level. Um, as LeBron has aged, we've seen him pace himself really well. He really chooses his spots well. Offensively, he doesn't really force much. He doesn't, I wouldn't say he takes possessions off, but he's not always in full gear uh, each possession. So I don't think he's going to be able to get away with, with that type of uh, play in this series. He's going to have to be a lot more aggressive offensively. Just because the Lakers are going to need all the offense uh, they can get. Denver has a pretty good team defensively. They're going to put a lot of pressure on the Lakers role players. And I know they've the role players, a combination of different players, have been effective in, in each of the games. So LeBron James is going to have to do his job. The role players are going to have to do their job. They're going to need to continue to hit shots. D'Angelo Russell has been a little inconsistent, but the great thing about the Lakers, they have a lot of depth. So when he doesn't have it going, they usually are able to pit uh, someone else out there at the point guard position or give someone a little more of the ball handling duties to be able to kind of take up the slack 
when one of the other players are not doing their job. So the Lakers will have a lot of depth. Uh, they will be um, they will be a formidable opponent for the Denver Nuggets. But the Denver Nuggets do really have a great team. Jokic is playing at an MVP level. He's playing at a phenomenal level. Their role players are playing really well. Bruce Brown is playing well. Jamal Murray, he's had a little, some inconsistent games offensively, but for the most part, he's been he's been pretty consistent uh, throughout this postseason. It's exactly what the Denver Nuggets need, exactly the way that they need Jamal Murray to play in order to be a championship contending team. They probably are going to need a lot more from Michael Porter Jr. They're going to need him to be more effective on the offensive end, and he's going to have a tall task of probably he's going to have to guard LeBron James for a majority of this series. They probably will throw him on Anthony Davis from time to time, try to see if he can bother him in some sort of way. So they're going to need a lot more from him. Uh, They're going to need Bruce Brown to be disruptive defensively. They're going to just need they're going to need a collective effort. They're going to need to continue to do what they've done the previous two series. And I think they can do just that. I think this is a good team, a really good team at that. And they just have to continue to push the pace offensively, continue to be aggressive offensively. Um, the Lakers are a pretty good defensive team. So it's going to be a tall task for the Denver Nuggets to uh, be able to kind of dissect this Lakers defense and be effective uh, going up against this Lakers defense. But I think... They're more than uh, capable of doing so. So we'll see how this plays out for the Denver Nuggets. I see it. I can really see this series going either way. LeBron James has experience. He's the ultimate uh, chess master. He knows how to move all the pieces. Jokic is the same way. He's the same type of player. He's a ultra smart, high IQ player. He knows how to move all the chess pieces on the court. So it's going to be a phenomenal matchup. I can't really say Who's going to win this matchup? But if I did have to pin my money on it, I'd go with the Los Angeles Lakers. I think that they're just playing great basketball. But like I said, I can really see this series going either way. Denver's going to be a hard opponent to take. They got the young legs. They got the fresh legs. And they got, I mean, the two-time MVP who's playing at an MVP level right now. So if they continue to just play at the level that they're playing at, they'll have no issue of advancing to the NBA Finals. All right, so now let's move to the Eastern Conference where we have the Miami Heat going up against the Boston Celtics. This matchup is a rematch of the 2020 Eastern Conference Finals matchup where these two teams played each other. Miami Heat were able to come out on top in this series. Uh, Last year, the two teams played again and Boston advanced. So these teams have just been going head-to-head over the last few years. I think it's going to be an interesting matchup. Boston is a much better team. Uh, they're much more improved than they were last year. Uh, I think Jalen Brown has improved. Jason Tatum had a phenomenal Game 7 against the Philadelphia 76ers uh, last night. I mean, the way the Sixers played in that second half was atrocious. James Harden didn't show up. Joel Embiid didn't show up. And just to hear Joel Embiid's comments during the post-game conference about I guess role players just having to do more. It was kind of, it didn't really make any sense. I mean, as, as a superstar, you have to set the tone. Yeah, I understand that they're going to send multiple, I guess, players at you to to kind of disrupt you and, and force you to, to make the pass. So the role players have to beat them on offense. But I think that, I think Joel B could have been a lot more assertive on the offensive end. And sure, I understand that he was probably had a lingering injury that was bothering him 
throughout the game, but I just wasn't impressed and I didn't like what I seen from the Philadelphia 76ers. But let's move off uh, from the Philadelphia 76ers. This is more so about the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat. Both teams are phenomenal. The Miami Heat, Jimmy Butler has been playing at a high level. Jimmy Butler has been balling. He's probably the MVP of the playoffs thus far. He's had 50-point games. He's just been playing at a high level offensively and defensively. Cal Lowry has been, he's played really well um, during that second round against the New York Knicks. He had some great games in the first round as well. But you just like everything you're seeing from the Miami Heat. They're going to need Bomb out of bio to step up offensively. I mean, he's technically, I'd say he's their second best player. So they need him to, to contribute more so. Uh, more on the offensive end. It can't just be him getting 15 points a game. He's going to have to up that scoring average. There's going to be a lot of pressure offensively on Jimmy Butler. The Boston Celtics have a number a number of players that they can throw at Jimmy Butler. They can throw Jalen Brown. They can throw Marcus Smart. They can throw Brogdon. They can throw Jason Tatum. So Jimmy Butler is going to see a lot of different looks, and it's going to probably be hard for him to really get off in this series and be a phenomenon offensive end. I still expect him to be really effective. I, I expect him to, to play great, but he can only do so much. So Miami Heat are going to need other players to step up. Their role players have, have done really well. Uh, there is a chance for Tyler, Tyler Hero to return, but I don't think his return will really change this series much. But I still think that the Boston Celtics are the better team. They have more depth. They have just more players that I'd say that I, I'd be able to rely on from game to game than the Miami he have. I mean, Brogdon, he's been a solid addition for them. Derek Wright, he's been playing really well. He's been shooting the ball well. Then you got Marcus Smart, who's a little inconsistent offensively, but he can bring it defensively. He's their leader. Al Horford, veteran leadership, definitely present a lot of challenges uh, for Bam. And they got Robin Williams, who... Who can man the paint? So the Boston Celtics just are are just a much better team, and I think they're just more so prepared to be able to uh, advance in this series. I just see them being able to overcome the Miami Heat and defeat the Miami Heat without issue. So the Boston Celtics are my selection to do so. The only thing that can really stop the Boston Celtics is themselves. We've seen it. In the Philadelphia 76 series, they didn't play the greatest of basketball. They didn't share the basketball as well as they should have at times. And and we've seen that they went down uh, in the series and they're able to kind of overcome that and, and win in game seven. So the Boston Celtics, they got a new slate. This is the conference finals now. Jason Tatum is a better player. Jalen Brown is a better player. And they just have a lot more depth on their team. And I see them coming out, the Miami Heat, defeating them in six games. We'll see how this plays out, but that is my selection for this series. So that is it for the preview of the Western and Eastern Conference Finals. Now let's get into our next segment. All right, y'all. So what I do want to talk about now is John Morant and the poor decisions that he continues to make. Um, As I think we all know by now, John Morant, was caught with a gun, brandishing a gun on IG Live early Sunday morning. It's sad to see him just continue to make the same mistake over and over again. We see the consequences that he faced during the season. Because of that mistake, he went on a little he went on a little uh, media run 
to kind of rectify his issue and kind of explain his side of the story and kind of just be apologetic and saying that it was a, it was a mistake and it was something that he would not do again. And to kind of see him less than two or three months make the same mistake again is is quite pathetic. I just honestly, I don't know where the Memphis Grizzlies go from here. Obviously, I think it's far fetched that they even explore the options of trading him. He's a franchise player. He's a phenomenal talent. He's electrifying. He's great at what he does. But some of the things that he's doing off the court has been just sad to see. And the worst part about it is it's not like he's making different mistakes. He's making the same mistakes over and over again. Like he did the exact same thing that he was punished for. I think the NBA is really going to come hard on him. They're going to try to make an example of him. For next season, they're probably going to suspend him for a large portion of the season. I could probably see it being anyway from a quarter to a third of the start of next season. But um, it's just it's just sad to see him make poor decisions considering the position that he's in. A lot of people dream to be in the position that he's in, and he's just squandering it for what? To impress people? To show people that he has a gun? Come on, man. You got to make better decisions than that. I mean, at the end of the day, I know not everyone wants to be a role model, but it comes with the job. I mean, it comes with the platform that people are going to look up to you, that people adore what you do on the court in the face of the NBA and make a decision like this. Nah, it's not the greatest things to see. Um, he's, he's 23 years old, and I understand we all make bad decisions in our lives and we all do things that we wish I mean, that we can take back. But like I said, man, the fact that he's making the same exact mistake in less than two months kind of just shows how he felt about the situation. And it kind of shows that he really does not care and he's going to do what he wants. And I think he's really going to face some severe consequences for uh, making a decision like that once again. So, man, it's sad to see. Um, Hopefully, John Moran's able to grow from this and, and really and really make real change, man. Just not just say things for the sake of saying things to appease the people, to appease the organization, to appease the NBA, but really, but really respect the position that you have as a man, the position you have um, as an NBA player, the position that you have as a young black individual making millions of dollars and all the people that admire you and, and people that Uh, support you really respect that man really respect the position that you'll compass so hopefully some change can come soon for him hopefully he doesn't miss the entire season it's still early so no one really knows how this will play out man we'll see we'll see how the nba comes down whether or not they give him a severe suspension or not i expect for them to do so sure in the coming weeks or the coming months uh we'll get I guess, um, the reports on how the NBA plans to handle this situation. All right, y'all. So that is it for the show. Be sure to like, subscribe, comment. Make sure you visit us. Visit the website at outerview.com. Visit our YouTube channel, Outerview Sports. Subscribe, comment on some of the videos that we have there. And I'm excited for these next few weeks i'll be back next week kind of just recapping how the first couple of games of the nba conference finals and is going so it's been real y'all but i'm out